one. Yo, 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 what it do, what it do. It's your boy, Yellow the Poet. I am here with Mr. John Mendez. He's the host of Walk to Wealth podcast. My man got it going on here. Definitely an expert in the in the business. And I just want to put this information out here so we all can learn something from this young man because I feel like he got it going on. Mr. John Mendez, <laughs> welcome to YTP Entertainment. We man. appreciate you, bro. Thanks for joining the show. Man, thank you for the opportunity. I'm excited, man. Just from this little conversation we had before we hit record, man, I could just tell it's going to be a good one. So um, yes, you know, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. <laughs> I'm definitely excited. I'm excited. So <laughs> please start us off by letting us know what the Walk to Wealth podcast is about. Let us know about that. Yeah, so the Walk to Wealth podcast, my elevator pitch, right? When I, the, the one-liner is, it's the show where I help enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. And the main four uh, topics I, I cover are entrepreneurship, real estate, mindset, and personal finance are usually the four main pillars I got in there. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just right around 54 episodes at the time we're recording this, and I got a lot more lined up and ready to go. And that's kind of what I do there. How it started, though, is a bit of a story in its own. Yeah, okay. It wasn't even my own idea, right? Oh, uh, it's, cool. It was uh, one of my guys' idea. You know, we used to hop on FaceTime, just talk about life and goals, and things we wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And then one day he was like, hey, bro, maybe we should start a podcast. And I was like, man, you know what? That's not like a good idea. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, let's do it. Long story short, I won't bore you with all that detail. That was around August of 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, he ended up going back to college. I had already left school to pursue real estate. Okay. And so I still wanted to move forward with the podcast, although our schedules didn't match up. I procrastinated for about four months, and then I finally came up with the name Walk to Wealth. <laughs> the whole meaning behind the name is for the 99% of us that aren't overnight sensations, it's a long walk, and some may walk faster than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? Oh, awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So how did you come up with that? I love that. It, no, it, it hit me, man. It, I was I had it written down in my journal and I was writing it down like every week. Like think of a name, think of a name. Couldn't think of nothing. Weeks just kept on piling up. Weeks on piling up. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. It's one day it just, it hit me like a truck and it just walked to wealth. I was like, yo, this is it. Because I knew it wanted to be something about wealth building. And I knew for me growing up, like one of the things I felt, you know, I was interested about personal finance and like it wasn't until the pandemic happened that when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, yes. that my mind opened yes. up to a new way of viewing the world. Yes. I was like, man. So I got into that rabbit hole. Yeah, I was watching YouTube videos, reading podcasts, all that stuff, mm -hmm. just consuming information, information, information. Yes. And then I was like, man, I learned all this stuff. So when I went back to school that spring semester of 2021, mm -hmm. I was like, man, I can't close my eyes and like not act like I didn't see the light. Right? <laughs> I seen that there was another world out there that wasn't being taught in school. And so, like, for me, I know there's other people out there that don't want to take the traditional route, especially where I come mm -hmm. up, you know, grew up in, especially probably where you grew up in. And the yes. traditional route is is not something that everyone wants to take. And for it's the people not. that don't want to take it, it's like, you know, we could always, you know, it's great to have a mentor, but no matter where you are in life, you could always be a mentor to someone else. So I was like, you know, yes. what is what information can I share that, you know, someone just two steps behind me? That is still kind of currently mm -hmm. maybe in school, currently maybe maybe in trade school, or maybe out of school altogether, and still trying to figure out what yes. it is they want to get going on. Yes, I can do that for them. I'm not gonna act like I made it. I knew for me, I wanted to do something while I was still on the way, because a lot of times people become successful, and mm -hmm. then it's like, 
oh, buy my course, buy my this, buy my whatever, whatever. Yes. You know, yeah. and I was like, man, I want to do something where I could document my journey and still help mm-hmm. people while I'm still in my journey in real time. Exactly. That is so, man, that is awesome. I kind of would be able to piggyback off of that because that was the journey that helped me to do what I'm doing now as far as my poetry. And then I started taking my poetry and turning it into a podcast. So I started doing um, 60 off the top, which is on my Spotify. And I kid you not, off the top of my head, I would do a poem for 60 seconds. Nothing written down, nothing rehearsed, none of that. Just straight off the top of the dome. And my goals for my poetry were to actually help other people. So through the messages. So if they're listening to the messages that's in my poem, and these are things that people can actually relate to, then it's something that they can say, wow, I didn't look at it that way. So now if I can look at it this way, maybe that's something that can help me going forward in my life. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> and that's amazing, man. And if you need me to freestyle off the top, man, I could, I could, I could rap a little bit too. So if we need to write, get some poetry going, like I, I'm well versed, man. I'm hey, very well versed. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, we need to collab, then. We definitely need to collab because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a bunch of projects going with my poetry that I'm actually working on yeah. too. Some new stuff, and I think that it'll be awesome to to mix some poetry with rap oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah i actually I, I don't make music but just like rapping is poetry itself and like that you know freestyling it from me how it how it all started i know this is a little bit of a tangent but for me <laughs> my boys were always funny my, my boys were clowns like all of them and they used to fry me back in middle school like used to torch me in middle school and i could never defend myself because i had never had jokes back so i was forced to learn how to like joke and there was a certain point in time in middle school where like we would like roast each other but like uh, we would do it in like rap form so like we had to freestyle and roast <laughs> each other kind of and like so like just growing up in high, like in middle school and like early high school man you just freestyling was a thing we just all like little like freestyle and like, just you know put a beat on and just start rapping yes, and, and messing yes. around so I, I like poetry too though in like elementary school i had a knack for it in elementary school so i'm not surprised awesome. that it, it came back i never really cultivated that talent though or, or really dove deep into that it's something that you know i kind of just liked in school and but uh, mm. I, I never really pursued um it to any extent really i kind of just did my assignments but i always enjoy poetry it's it's a deep passion for me. It's a definite deep passion. And because I do a, all nonfiction things, everything that's relative to life as we yeah. live it and as, as a lot of people view it today, it's something that I, I just feel I have to do it. I have I feel like the the message is so important that people who listen to my poetry are always going to get something from it even if it's just a little bit if i get that that smile or you get that brown yeah. like whoa when the light hits you like whoa okay okay yeah. i see where you're coming from you know and that's kind of like what i put into my book my book is um called redeem love i put all of that stuff right into that book and basically just teaching people how things go as far as relationships are concerned and it's mainly to show women that there is a man out here who understands exactly what they go through and on the flip side is to show hey these are things that you need to be paying attention to so that you're not constantly making the same mistakes over and over again yeah (laughs) so that's what i'm looking at (laughs) that's powerful that's powerful 
hey, I'm trying to be powerful. I want I feel like if we're not if we're not powerful, then not too many people are, are gonna listen to us. They're not gonna really pay any attention to us. So you have to say something impactful or do something impactful. And speaking of impactful, I feel like um when I when I was reading some of your things and saying that you're a social media guru, social media is one of the things that a lot of people are struggling with. So what is it that you do in social media that helps other people? Yeah, so that really all started. I'll take you back to January of 2022. Um, I'm in this mastermind call and real estate is not my main focus right now. It's really just growing my podcast. But at that time, real estate was my main focus. And so I was in this mastermind call every every morning from 6.30 to 7 a.m. And I'm normally in the gym at that time. I'm an early bird. Mm -hmm. And so I was in the gym and that day they were talking about social media. Now, I'm not... I was never using, I knew I wanted to grow my real estate business using social media, but at that point in time, I wasn't using social media strategically. I just knew it from using it socially in high school and, and middle school and growing up with it. I yes. didn't have any actual like tactics or things like that, like strategy. And mm -hmm. so one of the days they were talking about social media, as you know, when you're in the gym, there's always a random weirdo, like grunting and very loudly and weights <laughs> dropping, you know, and a bunch of awkward noises. So it's not, you know, the best you know, area to environment to share in a group, you know? True. So I was like, man, I can't share right now. I'll just type it out and put it in the Facebook group that we're in. So I typed it out, put it in a Facebook group and I, it was five simple, quick tips. And I kid you not, at least for me, I thought they were simple, right? I, I, I kid you not. Cause at that time I wasn't looking up social media, ninja tactics or anything like that. Okay. I could have sworn yes. it was something simple. <laughs> and um, one, of, one of the hosts and founders of the group was like, Hey John, do you mind teaching a class on this? And now instead of saying, yeah, I was like, I never taught a class before. I almost fumbled the bag. I, but right after she responded with, John, just let us know when you want it scheduled. And after that, I can't tell her no twice. So I, you know, I did what any, you know, anyone with a common sense would do. And I, I found a way to put it together. And that first class ended up having 440 people sign up um, awesome. from realtors across the country in Canada. And I was, I taught them, you know, intro to video. And it was literally like, I talked about the different platforms, you know, long form versus short form. Which mm -hmm. ones, you know, and I was very surface level with each one. As I said, I wasn't an, a ninja, you know, social media strategist or whatever yes. at that point in time. So I, I was very, very surface level. But to them, that's exactly what they needed. So yes. to me, I thought, you know, it was I wasn't really getting into the weeds. It wasn't all that great. But for them, that's everything that they were looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. And so from there, that ended up from uh, leading me to teach another class. Mm -hmm. I had another over 400 signups. And then I taught. That was on TikTok, intro to TikTok. Again, very surface level, but that's exactly <laughs> what they needed because all these realtors are a lot older than me. And then I got interviewed a couple of times and then I did my um, a paid class. And now I, well, around February, March is when I actually started going all in and, and learning social media. Uh -huh. And then from there on, like I was already, you know, starting to use it for myself. So I went from the point where I'm researching to put a class together where I'm just teaching kind of what I'm doing kind of. And now I'm at the point where like, I still do all my own marketing because I'm a solopreneur. I got to wear all the hats. So now it's, you know, I'm just teaching what I'm learning on as again, while I'm on the, still on the journey, I'm just teaching what I'm doing and yes. it's working. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So, um, what are, what are at least two, of the main things that people should focus on when they're trying to build their platforms. Yeah. First, first thing first, um, this is going to help you become so much more efficient. Do not focus on reels and TikToks, right? That is the opposite of what you want to do. I'm going to give you some very 
against the grain advice that people aren't sharing, right? The first thing you want to do is pick a long form platform. Mm-hmm. So that could be YouTube. That could be podcasting, mm-hmm. but you, something where you do video, right? Yes. What you want to do is, and now I'm going to give you some ninja tricks to add on to that. If you <laughs> don't know what you want to make a video in first, find your niche, right? That's the first area. Once, let's say you already have your niche. Let's say, um, and I'm going to just say, what is your audience majority? What, what industry are they in? If you had, of, well, for now, my, most of my people are into some form of empowerment, whether it's women's empowerment, mm-hmm. men's empowerment, and motivation. Those are okay. The main things. So let's take men's empowerment, right? Right. So you want you you know you're in the men empowerment space, and you want to start building a brand on so using social media to start getting more awareness um, to what you got going on, right? So there's this thing called Answer the Public, okay. right? And you go on AnswerThePublic.com. It shows you what people are searching up on Google. So you type in men's empowerment, that's going to generate close to like a hundred different questions that people are searching up on Google around the topic of men's empowerment, right? Now I'm going to get a little bit more ninja, right? There's something called chat GPT. It's an AI software, right? And Uh this AI tool, you're going to then take these questions. You're going to put it into chat GPT, right? It's going to give you an answer. You're then going to ask them to give you an outline for a video, right? Uh And you're going to follow, it's going to generate a prompt for you automatically. You're going to follow this prompt and make a long form video on it. Okay. Right. And long form meaning anything, at least, at least make it over five to 10 minutes. Right. At least. Yes. Right. Yes. And and you can put that in the prompt, generate a five to 10 minute video outline around uh, what is men's empowerment. Right. Type that okay. into chat GPT. Mm-hmm. That's going to generate something. You record the video from that video. You put the video on YouTube. Right. You take out the audio. Mm-hmm. You could use that for a podcast. You transcribe the audio, turn the, the, the transcript into a blog. Uh-huh. You take clips from that long form video and uh-huh. then you post it on Instagram, TikTok and Reels. And that's oh, how wow. you can start leveraging your time and start uh-huh. repurposing your content. Like what all the big dogs are doing instead of trying to focus on the short form video, start with the long form and okay. then repurpose it. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, definitely, I appreciate that. If no yeah. one else appreciates, because <laughs> those are some things that I've I've never done before. These are things that, as you said, um, I am my own marketer. I'm solo. Yeah. I'm doing everything on my own. So that's that's a very helpful tip. I like that. So when you're, um, initially when you start out to show people things or teach people things. What is it that you're looking for in that person that that makes you say, okay, I feel like I can teach this person something? What do you look for? Yeah, usually a lot of the people that I helped from the social media stuff, as I said, they're all realtors. So I, I was, you know, being in real estate, mm-hmm. I, I what I did was every year the National Association of Realtors, they come out with a giant report about the statistics about mm-hmm. realtors. And so I've read that front and back like twice. I, I, I had a deep understanding for what the average realtor was because the average realtor is selling houses, but they're also 54. It's a, usually a 54-year-old white woman that probably sells close to eight to 10 houses a year, making close to around, you know, probably has eight years experience in the business mm-hmm. and it's probably making close to a little over 100,000 100, a year. Okay. That's the, aver- the average realtor according to the stats from that book, right? Yeah. And it's once I understood that, and that's for... At least me helping, you know, the realtors. That's where it started. I, this social media stuff could be applied to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting off, 
the people in the mastermind was who I was helping. Mm -hmm. So I got real specific and started looking up, you know, what does the average realtor look like? They're probably already selling, you know, selling a lot of houses. They probably are already, you know, have a pretty functional business. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to turn on their camera and record, right? Because <laughs> they didn't have to, because they were usually maybe word of mouth. They were doing referrals. They yes. were doing maybe uh cold calling, or maybe they were doing um outbound letters, right? Yes. And oh, mailers, <laughs> right? They have all these different strategies. So like they've been doing that to grow their business. They never needed social media. And no now problem. that the whole marketing game got flipped on its head, now yeah. it's like you have to be present. And now it's like, Man, I was doing so good for so long. And now it's like everyone's telling me social media, social media. I knew that it's something that they needed, but they didn't know how on earth to start. And if I were to get ninja on them, I would lose all of them. So like kind of getting that awareness for, you know, where is this person at? And creating that ideal avatar. They're talking about a marketing ever. Like you have to, when you're creating your marketing, you have to speak to a specific person, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to attract other people, of course. But when you're marketing... You want to speak to a specific person so you could attract majority of your ideal people. And then of course you're going to grab it uh, like people in your secondary audience are going to gravitate yes. towards you as well. Right. Yes. But um, so I knew I had a deep understanding. And a lot of times these people, I also, I'm in a mastermind call with them. So, you know, I'm on the call with them every morning, <laughs> Monday through Friday. I hear what they're going through. I hear what they're struggling with. You know, I hear what they have going on. So, you know, that for me made it a lot easier. So I didn't even have, even if I didn't read the, the, you know, the reports, I already had a great understanding for, you know, where they were at because exactly. I'm on the call with them every day. So that, that was, you know, I just happened to be in a fortunate position, but if I wasn't, or, you know, even if I was in another industry, you know, find someone that does statistics and reporting on the industry and read up as to what issues like for men, you know, one thing plaguing men may be, you know, you can talk about obesity rates, right? That's yeah. something, right? And yeah. men's health is something at this point. And people let their health go as soon as they get out of high school, right? That could be something yeah. that you talk about. Yes. And it's just finding which angle you want to take and who has the data within, yeah. you know, that, that industry. Yes. Yeah. You got to be careful because you definitely don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I also do um, relationship building. Yeah. Now, a lot of terms be, before I even say this, when I say relationships, what's the first thing to come to mind? Usually a significant other. Yes. That's yeah. the usual thing that comes to mind. It is. But when I do relationship building, it's not uh, always about the significant other. It sometimes it's about, take, for example, a single mom and she has a son and she's trying to raise her son. And the communication barriers between men and women is difficult. So just imagine a communication barrier between a mom and her son. Yeah. They're two different generations. Her son is going out, going to school and learning different things while he's out. And when he come home, his perception is different every day. But a lot of moms don't understand that because they're looking at this is the way women do it or this is the way my mom did it or my grandmother did it. But what about that communication between you and your son? Yeah, you're saying things to your son you're not understanding that he's not reciprocating everything that you're saying because you're saying it in a way that it's not conducive to him he if it's not conducive then he's not going to even try to understand yeah. where you're coming from it's going to be like ah okay you're just nagging i don't want to hear that yeah yes, i understand and then just keep moving and that's the thing though like <laughs> and a lot of times especially and, you know, our, our communities, like where we're growing up, it's like, 
a, a family divided is a weak family, right? Because, yeah. you know, if, you know, let's say the father figure is absent or maybe he's out working, the mother mm -hmm. figure is doing her thing. Maybe she's at home. Maybe she's at working too, working a job or two. Maybe she's single and has to work yeah. two jobs to make end meet. Let's mm -hmm. say the kid, they're going to school. And then, you know, maybe let's, play, let's say they play sports too, right? Yeah when do you ever have time to be an actual family? Right. And so it's like, even if it's like, let's take your example, right. For a single mother and her son, mm -hmm. you know, she's probably, especially, you know, depending on where she's growing up, if, if she has a great job, she's probably working a lot. And if she doesn't have a great job, she's probably working too. Right. Yes. Yes. To make up for the lost income. And then yes. the son, like, right. He's, he has all this stuff going on mm -hmm. and the time that they actually get to spend together, it's, you know, they, he already went to school for eight hours. Let's say he plays sports. just another four hours. It's 12 yeah. hours right there. Yeah. She was working. She probably worked 12 hours. Yeah. They're already both tired, <laughs> you know, and they got their stuff to do. By the time they even meet up, they don't, you know, the world does more parenting than the actual parent does. It's not for anyone's fault. <laughs> it's just the fact that they are divided for so long, right? <laughs> so a lot of times people need to understand that, a lot of times it's not about fault. Sometimes it's just about association. So yeah. if the parent take literally, and this is literally all it takes, if a parent takes at least three minutes per day to interact with their child, they have spent hours with that child in that child's mind. But mm -hmm. a lot of parents are not seeing that. And I'm talking about cutting off all the communications with your with your electronic devices, with the internet, with the cell phone, cutting off all the communication with that and just spend those few minutes with that child every day. You'll be surprised how much more it grows into, but if yeah. you're starting off with those three minutes, you spent four hours with that child and that's what they're gonna think in their mind, like, oh my goodness. So every day we're doing this. And for me, I'm doing this literally two, three, four times per day with my children. And those short times is based on their attention span. So we need to understand their attention span. We understand their attention span, then we understand how much time we need to spend with them, walk away for a moment, let them do their thing, and then come back, and then we can do something different. Yeah. Don't keep and, trying to push the same thing. <laughs> in, in the business world, like it's not about who put the most input, right? It's not about who works the most. It's like what you put in. Exactly. Not about how many hours you work is what you put in the hours, right? Exactly. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So you definitely get the concept. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so let me ask you this. When you're um, doing your business and you're teaching the classroom, what are some of the key punchlines or the key things that you're actually wanting to give to the audience? My, everything is always practical. That's the number one thing for me. How can someone watch this, stay here for maybe an hour, usually I do, teach for like an hour. Mm -hmm. And um, how can I give them something in an hour that they could turn off their computer and go use right that second, right? Yes. And sign off of the, the, uh, the Zoom class and go right on their phone and, and, and start recording. That's the, the, the main thing on my mind. It, it's conceptual things. It's like, it's good and all, but it's like, what can they actually put into place right now that would help, you know, bring value to what they have going on? So that's usually the, the, probably the only thing that's really centering, you know, what I teach in the classes. Mm -hmm. So another thing too, um, I'm sure that 
you feel some form of personal gain because I know I do. Anytime I teach somebody something, I see them actually exercising that. What are some of the things that you feel after you see people actually utilizing what you do? It's, you know, it it, it just goes to, like, for me, I use this example and I'll make, I'll put it all together. But like, let's say my, my 2021, my birthday, right? Mm-hmm. I probably had maybe like six or seven people that said happy birthday to me at all, like in total. Mm-hmm. And then literally this past year, I mean, partially is because I turned 21 this past year, okay. but like the, um, I probably had close to like, maybe like close to 150, close to maybe 200 people say happy birthday this year. Awesome. And it's not because, you know, I'm the most popular guy because, but a lot of these people are people that were in the classes that signed up, like all these people that I've been able to meet and help and connect with. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing good things, it definitely comes back to f- full circle and people notice that people are grateful for that. And like for me, it kind of goes in line. So in terms of like the social media classes, although that's not really my main focus, every like once in a while, I still do them now because mm-hmm. like I'm, as I said, I'm still wearing all the hats. So I'm still learning all this stuff for me. The, the AI stuff that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I'm still learning that stuff for me personally. Awesome. So it's awesome. like if I could teach a class on it, help these people out, these people have supported me like no one else has ever supported yes. me and you probably know too especially coming yes. from you, where you come from the way strangers support it's it's a different <laughs> level of support because like it it, it's a it's a support where like, they're not expecting nothing in return there's no ulterior motive yes. there's no you know it's just like i don't even know you and you out here supporting me as if like we was you know born in the same hospital right next to each other <laughs> side by side right yes, and and so for me a lot of these people um and as i said like although i'm not focused on real estate now a lot, I'm teaching a class probably sometime later this month. Um, I'm going to teach a class for them just because, like, as I said, I'm already, you know, I'm still in good communication with a lot of these people. Yes. And although they're in real estate, I'm trying to grow the podcast. Uh-huh. I'm still in touch with them. So it's like, awesome. I'm going to teach a class for them. And, you know, I'm probably going to, I'm going to you just make the class free and teach them like the, the basics. And then for anyone that wants to actually go more in depth, because yes. what I'm going to do is I'm going to create the class entirely using AI. Yes, I'm going to create all the slides, all the, you know, the, the copy, all the, everything using AI. And then pretty much then I'm going to funnel that into a workshop where I actually go in depth. And then of course I'm make the workshop pay, but that way, you know, the people who want the, 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 the top of the iceberg, Uh they can still get a little bit of information. And then the people who want to actually go all in and dive in, Uh I can help them out as well and a little bit more. And I could also make a little something from it. So everyone wins, right? Everyone gets some value. That's true. That is true. I love it. I love it. <laughs> John, you are one in a million, man. <laughs> so my daughter just turned 21. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, brother. <clears throat> and I kid you not. Um, I love it. Um, talking to the youth of today, because one of the things that I was talking to some of the other people in my generation, because I'm Gen X. Yeah. So I was talking to some of the people in my generation about the youth of today a lot of people have such a negative persona about the youth of today yeah i feel like that a lot of the negative uh the negativity comes from the fact that they're not keeping up with what you guys are doing today my myself i talk to the youth so therefore i do understand what's going on i know what's going on i see what's going on and I see it from a totally different perspective than the other people that are in my generation. Yeah. So now that I've enlightened you about that, even if, even if you already knew it, but <laughs> now that I'm giving you that information, 
how do you feel that that information has impacted people in your generation today? I feel like when it comes to people in my generation, it's we're in a tricky spot because a lot of people in my generation, you know, have this idea where it's their way or the highway. And I think one of the most toxic things that has ever, you know, come out of social media that my generation kind of started is the cancel culture. Oh, yeah. It leads to, you know, people being closed minded. It mm-hmm. leads to either I'm right or you're, you know, if I'm it's I'm always right. And if you think, <laughs> you know, anything other than what I'm thinking, you're uh-huh. evil. And, you know, so there's that that's coming out of my generation. And, you know, that is something that I think is genuinely very scary. We're starting to get people where it's like you get participation trophies. Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. like things like that I, I i i despise because like that doesn't lead to anything good whatsoever yeah. so like that part genuinely scares me okay. but then also i in that same breath i know people younger than me already making six figures awesome. i know people you know in their teens making you know out here you know doing copywriting for awesome. you know top top big time entrepreneurs yes. so it's like it's also exciting at the same time because the ones who refuse to feed into the bs it's like, yo, these guys are that are out here go get and really, you know, refuse to feed into that victim mindset and all that stuff. Like these, you know, these these cats got it going. So it's like it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting yes. to see. So we're you know, there's a quote that we're only ever one generation away from losing our freedom. Yes. And yes. <laughs> as I said, there's a lot of people in my generation that uh, are losing their mind and think that, you know, they they're way the highway, they don't listen to anything. Uh-huh. I feel like, and not in like a rebellious sense, because I feel like no matter what generation, everyone was rebellious, rebellious in these years. Yes. But it's more so, as I said, with the cancel culture and people thinking they know everything, it's like that that closed mindedness. And I, I feel like everyone should adopt a more philosophical way of viewing the world and not to True. say you have to go read, you know, you know, every philosophical textbook <laughs> in the planet, but like just, just being curious, being open minded, yeah. knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know. Knowing when you don't know something, knowing, you know, and just being in continuous, you know, pursuit of, you know, what is true, what is right, what is wrong, things like that. And I think that would definitely help a lot of young people, you know, not steer too far into, you know, thinking that they're always right and being stubborn or hardheaded. And it's like having that philosophical way of like, hey, you know, what actually is right? Maybe this person, I disagree with them, but maybe they know something I don't know. Maybe I could learn something from them. Yeah, maybe, you know, regardless of whatever side they lean to. Right. And it's mm-hmm. always just having that open mind. And then, as I said, there's people still that um, that aren't feeding into that and are just out here getting after it. Exactly. And, you know, it's exciting to see. Exactly. I, I love I, I love your answers to the questions. I really do. Um, it it shows the maturity for one and it shows that you have the endurance and the knowledge to actually consistently move forward and i love that yeah uh, the things that i'm seeing in you are the things that i've instilled in my children like i said my daughter is 21 i have other sons that are actually older they're in their late and mid-20s so i when i see this coming from you guys I love it. this is the thing that shows and i'm gonna go crazy with this interview because yeah. it's gonna show it's gonna prove my point that there are young people out here that's actually doing something 
that is worthy of praise in the sense of giving you your props for doing something that actually makes a difference in life. Yeah, That's thank the you. Point. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate that. It means Definitely. a lot. It's real. It's real. It's 100 because that's me. That's how I am. Everything's yeah. got to be 100. <laughs> <laughs> so I was also looking at it said that you are uh, deeply passionate about helping others. Where does that passion come from? How do you receive the drive for it? Yeah. So, um, growing up, I was always a friendly, like a friendly guy, you know, always very positive, very outgoing, you know, um, and I, I genuinely enjoyed talking to people, uh, very social guy. And so, you know, growing up for the most part, um, I, I I'm not too sure where it stems from, but the mo- moment where I usually t- start this story is my senior year of high school. I had a English teacher and he loved talking about, you know, philosophy. Uh-huh. And one thing that I learned, and he would go on random tangents. One of the things I learned is that the duty of the enlightened is to enlighten the unenlightened. And once I learned that, I was like, you know, uh, that, that, that just stuck me. That became one of my core philosophies in life. And so I, I went into college with that and helping others is a di- different type of like fulfillment that you get within. Mm-hmm. And so I was just wanted to continue feeling that. And I wanted to continue helping others people, you know, grow and get to where they need to get to. Because if we all become the best person that we can, you know, we're, we can potentially be, mm-hmm. and this world would be a so much better place. And there's so many different quotes I could spit out at you. Like there's a Zig Ziglar <laughs> one that, right. That says, if you, if you help enough people get what they want, eventually you'll get what you want. Right? Yeah. There's so many yeah. different quotes, right. But <laughs> helping people, there's a different kind of fulfillment that comes from it that you'll never experience if you, uh, if you don't do so that's so true that is so true i love it <laughs> that is so true so um a lot of times where we get the the things that we do it actually comes from someone that was older in our generation i've always been known as the mr nice guy that cool guy and i feel like i get that from my grandmother because my grandmother was like pretty much well known about all of the emergency service people in Chicago. And I learned later on that she actually fed some of these people, the people with the streets of sanitation, some of the police officers and some of the fire firemen, um, some of the ambulance people. She fed some of these people at a time when they were at their lowest mm. or they felt that they were at their lowest and it carried it carried on. And my grandmother always told me that when you help people, a lot of times people help you. And she didn't mean it in the sense that when you help people look for something in return, she meant it in the sense that karma, if you're giving off good karma, good karma is going to come back to you. Yeah. I didn't understand that at first, but as I got older and I was always doing things for people, helping people, with different you know aspects of life i started to see exactly what she was talking about yeah there's a drake quote that i love um i forget which song he says it but he pretty much says i wish you learned to love people and use things not the other way around mm-hmm. right a lot of people love using people to get where they want to get they they help with something you know that they they plan on like if i help that person i can get something in return mm-hmm. and that's the wrong way to about going but you're supposed to give you 
with pure intentions. You're supposed to give with a, you know, with a great heart, with an open, you know, yes. with a, from a place where that you're detached from what, whatever the outcome is. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you do that, it things come back in, in your favor always, yes. even without you realizing it, you may not see it. It may not, but it'll always come back, you know, whether you call it karma, whether you call it, you know, God's just sending you blessing, whatever it may be, but it, it just how it works. And it's one of those things you can't really explain. That's just how that's it true. is. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It is something that's definitely hard to explain. <laughs> so tell us um, more about the different fields and like, for example, the growth, the um, growing wealth um the live abundant lives you know tell us more about these things and how they would affect the people that you're actually talking to yeah 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 uh, i genuinely 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 this world will be much it'll be much it'll be much it'll be i say that because 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 million dollars right you don't have to but if people understood how money worked if people stop operating from scarcity like when you have scarcity and you'll see how people move. They'll do things that, you know, aren't, isn't honorable. They'll do things that they probably would be ashamed of doing if, you know, if they weren't operating out of that mindset of survival all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, when you're operating out of that mindset of abundance, you realize that, that you're a creator, right? We're all, we all have the power and you being a poet, right? We all have the power, you know, we're the authors of our lives. The problem is right. Sometimes is we give the pen up to someone else and most people never, ever take the pen back most people don't realize that someone else is writing it for him, right? Yeah. Some people, yeah. you know, try to get the pen back and quit. Some people get the pen and realize that they don't know how to handle responsibilities. So they just give the pen right back, yeah. right? And so it's like, we have the when all that power, you know, within us to create everything we ever dreamed of and mm-hmm. have it put out into this world, right? And it's like, it's selfish to be poor, it's selfish to think that, you know, you don't need money. And I say that, and that's something that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. But listen to me real quick. If you think that, you, let's say you need 40000 to live, right? And let's say you need 50000 Let's say you need, you can live a comfortable life with 50000 mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's say your grandmother is about to pass away and she needs an expensive surgery. You only making 50000 You can't cover that surgery. You can't cover that. You don't have the money to, to pay for the doctors necessary to make sure your grandmother's okay. Right. right? Why? Cause you thought you was good because you were only focused on how much you need for yourself. Exactly. Now, if you're making a million, now this is a, an, an extreme, right? You're making a million dollars. You could cover, make sure you have the tip of the top best doctors ever for your granny to make sure she has the best experience in the best hospital with the best medicine, with the best everything. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're poor, you can't help anyone. You could barely help yourself. How are you going to help somebody else, right? And yeah. let's say take money out of it. They say the same thing with relationships. If you don't love yourself, uh, how could you be a good friend? How could you be a good mother? How can you be a good brother, a good partner, right? You can't because you don't have that self-love. And that's kind of the same thing with money. If you think that money is evil, mm-hmm. how many people can you really help with the amount of money that you're making right now? Right. And when you realize, and I'll tie it back to what I was talking about earlier with that mindset of abundance, right? Mm-hmm. When you realize that you, when you're creating, you don't have to take his money for you to have money. Mm-hmm. We can all have our own money. We can all, you know, create our own wealth. We can all have, you know, what we want to have because mm-hmm. we're not competing. We're not taking from, we're all just creating. And money is like a token of value. 
right? And it's, if you're not getting a lot of money, just think of how much value you put into the world. And right. you may just be in a workplace right now where you have a bad boss, right? right. But it's always a decision whether or not you want to stay. Now, it may be a tough decision. I'm not going to say it's easy, especially like to go back to the you know, single mom example. Mm-hmm. If you, know, you got working two, three jobs, you quit one job, you can barely already make rent as is. Yeah. It, it's not as e- it's not as easy as you know said than done but mm-hmm. it is simple right? right and a lot of people confuse the two right it's not yes. easy but it is simple and people overcomplicate a lot and you know i still i grew up a project you know in a project as i said it's not chicago but i grew up in a project we had we had food stamps we had nine people in a two-bedroom yeah. we had to boil water to fill me in the winter times because we didn't have no hot water mm-hmm. i i had to sleep on the couch so fourth grade like you know but up to the point where we're able to make conscious decisions, mm-hmm. everything after that, that we decide to do everything else that after that, that how our life plays out is on us. Exactly. And it's like, from there on, you have to decide like, you know, how is it that I want my life to look? How do I want to live my life? Do yeah. I want to continue living like this? If not, who do I have to meet? Who do I have to become? Where mm-hmm. do I have to do? Where do I have to go to make sure that I don't continue down this endless cycle that plagued, you know, all the people that's come before me and all the people that are around me in this environment. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I totally understand. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Yeah, Yeah, let's get it. Check this out. I was on on public transportation one day, and I'm going to give you the short version. Yeah. This lady came up to me. She was a Jehovah's Witness, and she asked me, she said, if there's one thing that you could take out of this world, what would it be? So I told her, I said, money. She was looked and she was kind of flabbergasted at my answer, like money. Yeah. And she just looked around like, what? Why would you say money? So she asked me finally, like, I've never heard anybody say that before. Why did you say money? I said, I said money because if we went back to the days where the bartering system was our yeah. money. Everybody who had a skill set used that skill set to help somebody else, and then they would help them out in another way. If we if we consistently use that system, then who could you say has more money than you? You can't. You can't say anybody has more money because money at that time did not exist. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I actually say to people when they're always talking about money, this money, that money, this money, that, but then I tell them this, I say, if you consistently chase money, it'll never come to you. Mm -hmm. But if you do things that are going to bring you an income, your income will grow. (laughs) Yeah. And to kind of circle that back to what I said earlier, right. It's uh, how detached are you from what you're searching of, yeah. right? The people who have the most money are also the people who are most detached from it. And it's not because they got money and then they detached. It's because that they were always detached from yes. the outcome, yes. whatever it is, whether it's re- re- a favor, whether it's money, like being detached from the outcome is the best way to actually get that actual outcome that you're looking for. <laughs> yes. And you mentioned the bartering system, but it's still very much alive, especially in the entrepreneurship world. It is. Like, for example, if I were to say, hey, you know, you know I'll, I'll do your social media stuff. Can you hook me up with so-and-so? 
Yeah. You know, it, it, it's still very much alive. And it's it like is. a lot of people think it's dead, but it's like you start networking, you start making connections. Yeah. I may not have the money right now, no, but I know no, a no. thing or two about social media. So best believe, you know, I'm going to find some value. And a lot of times for like young people too, like yes. they could, they could start, you know, for example, for a podcast, because we're both podcast hosts. Uh, if I'm supposed to reach out to a successful entrepreneur, like, hey, can I pick your brain for 15 minutes? They're probably, they're, they're going to probably not respond. They're, they're too busy. They have a bunch yeah. of people that want their time. Yeah. Now that same entrepreneur, Hey, I would love to, uh, you know, I'll be honored to have you as a guest on my show. You know, what, is this something you'd be interested in this? Here's my target audience. I feel like it's in line with, with what you're talking about. Yes. You know, I can get your exposure to a new audience that you probably haven't reached before. What now that same, when I reached out initially, I would just ask for 15 minutes. That same entrepreneur will come on my show and talk to me for an entire hour yes. right? because we're, we're, we're bartering that yes. we're exchanging value. Yes. And, and that's a pretty interesting point. If money wasn't out, <laughs> wasn't everything you know if we took out money from the world but like you know the people who are more skilled at bartering would have a lot more because it all it all goes back you know money just made bartering simpler because it's like something that we all kind of have but it's yeah. like the people who still provided the most value will still have the most things right and it's yeah. all about how much value can you provide and how relevant is that to the person that you're providing it to and then how much do they value that value that you're giving exactly right and if someone really values you for example let's go back to the granny with the doctor like if she has stage four terminal cancer and there's one doctor in the world that could save him best believe that check that you're going to write might be a lot bigger than if you just had a common cold right exactly. because you know she needs the very best and so you know it, it's all about how much relevant value that you could provide to to someone and doing so in a way right and also articulating it that to the person because they might not understand that what you're offering is value. It's a very complicated thing. We could probably go tackle it from a different, you know, a bunch of different angles. It is. It's a bunch of different angles, I promise you. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I bring it up because yeah. I know that is something that goes in a lot of different directions. I've actually had a bunch of um, conversations with people about it. So trust me, yeah. I know it's going a lot of different <laughs> directions. <laughs> but I love it though. I love it because it 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 opens doors. It opens yeah. up mind to a, a different concept or a different understanding. And a lot of people are open for that, especially nowadays. Like, you know, yeah. podcasting is big, social media is big. Um communication has turned is focus and direction to more video now and and a lot of people are actually being more communicative now than it was when i was growing up some people didn't yeah. really communicate at all so i love it it's an yeah. opportunity so tell our people where we can actually reach you where can we get an opportunity to attend some of your um shows some of your streaming let us yeah. know yeah, so if you go to www.walk2wealth.com, that's walk, the number two wealth.com, that has all my episodes, that has all the links to my social media. That's where you can find me at. The social media classes I do, um, it's something I kind of do on, like, on a low key a little bit just from people okay. who want it. But if someone was interested in doing so, feel free to DM me. I'm probably going to do one later. I'm not too sure when this is dropping, but uh, in January, I might do another one in, in February as well. 
um, as well. So if that's something that you're actually interested in, just go to walktowealth.com. You can access my IG and all my stuff from there. DM me on your platform of choice. You know, I respond back to everything. So reach awesome. out to me, say, hey, John, um, I know, you know, you kind of keep it on low, but yeah, man, <laughs> the, 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 that, that AI stuff you was talking about, I got to know more about it, right? I got to learn more about it. Yes, indeed. Hit me, hit, hit me up and, and I'll gladly help. Yes, indeed, man. This has been awesome, John. I am. I am super, super excited. I'm so glad that I got a chance to actually do this interview with you, to talk with you. You are definitely one of the brightest young men I've ever come across, and I'm not afraid to say it. I feel like there should be more people out here like you. I love the fact that you're into something that's beneficial to society, not just to self, but to society. Yeah. which shows your selflessness and i love it i love it i love it <laughs> i appreciate it brother i appreciate it man thank you so much for being on the show man you are an inspiration to me even as a gen x i appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> thank you so much i mean i mean it generally does mean a lot man I, I appreciate it and i'm glad i was able to you know provide some value that you know hopefully that you could take away you know probably right after this go and look up that ai stuff i was talking about oh and, you know and incorporate into what you got going on trust and believe i <laughs> going, like i'm one of them go getters i gotta go get it go get it go get yep. it <laughs> gotta keep it moving <laughs> but thank you so much john man peace and blessings to you my brother thank you and i will be submitting my info to you after this <laughs> So be looking for it. Be looking right, for it. Will do, brother. Will do. <laughs> and I also got a um event coming up January the 15th. It's gonna be at 3 p.m. It'll be on my platform with the um Zoom. So you're more than welcome to come on in and join. And yeah. I'll send you a link to that as well. It sounds dope, brother. Sounds dope. All right, my brother. Thank you so much, man. Peace and blessings to you, bro. We out of here. <laughs>